these limited series left a big impact. Today I'm talking about my eight favorite miniseries of 2021. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today, as the title says, I am discussing my eight favorite miniseries from 2021. Um, I know probably you, uh, like I did, watched a lot more television and stuff within recent years than I had before, and I wanted to highlight some of the shows that I really left a mark on me or I thought were really good, especially because the line between TV and movie continues to blur over and over and over again. So, uh... Without further ado, let's get started. Despite a lot of limitations, 2021 was an extraordinary year for limited series, ranging from grounded dramas to supernatural morality tales and fascinating bits of true crime. So since I watched a few more than I have years prior, here's eight of my favorite in no particular order and where you can watch them. Starting with Mayor of Easttown. On the surface, Mayor of Easttown feels like a standard detective mystery drama with its own distinctive setting, in this case a small Pennsylvania town outside of Philly. With a flawed and traumatized lead character who's trying to solve a murder and a missing persons case, and another excellent performance from Kate Winslet. But even after its first episode, the show's real strength shines through. Every character's fully constructed humanity. Despite flashy elements like cliffhangers, twists, and a host of red herrings, what we're really watching is a community attempting to face or bury their demons, as Mare or others try to bring them to light. There are no cut-and-dry villains. A character who berates Mare one moment will apologize two episodes later. Almost every quick assumption the audience can and does make is wrong, and is replaced with a more complete picture of why these people did what they did. It's a series with bottomless empathy for people who do and did bad things and are trying desperately to be better. And it's available on HBO Max. Next up, Squid Game. In my review of the series, I said the show would be great for people who liked Battle Royale and thought Parasite was too subtle. And while I still think that's a good Cliff Notes version of the series' themes and approach, that does a disservice to this meticulously constructed story, whose obvious themes are only reinforced as the tragedies and bodies pile up. The premise's cruelty is obvious. Making people fight for their lives against one another in children's games is as gross as it gets. But as the series drags on, the indictment of a society and economic system that made people desperate enough to consider this, reject it, and then come back, cuts even deeper. In short, the show, thanks to its simplicity, its heartbreaking performances, and phenomenal direction, highlights that the worst thing about inequality is what it brings out in all of us. It's available on Netflix. Next up, Midnight Mass. Another year, another startlingly well-constructed series from Mike Flanagan. Only this time, we've left the haunted houses behind. While much of Flanagan's hallmarks, including monologues, technical challenges, repeat actors, and a slow-burn approach to horror are all intact, the series is a notable thematic departure for Flanagan, who addresses deeper and darker elements of human nature this time, specifically how religion can be used to manipulate the desperate. 
This time around, we're in an isolated fishing village in New England, whose entire world is upended when a new priest arrives with fervor and startling healing abilities. What follows is a series of is a messy series of existential crises as the inhabitants face their own mortality and human frailties more intimately than they ever expected, all while buckets of blood begin to flow. It's a scathing indictment of zealotry blended with career-best performances from much of the cast and a call to remember our shared humanity, available on Netflix. Next up, The History of the Atlanta Falcons. The video team for SB Nation, known as Secret Base, has been one of my favorite sports YouTube channels for years, whether it was John Boy's laconic line delivery while detailing a ridiculous sports story like the saddest at-bat of all time, or figuring out the ebb and flow of intense rivalries with beef history or the intensely funny insanity of let's see if we can break this game vibe of fumble dimension. But this year, John Boy and Alex Rubenstein put together something completely unexpected and amazing an intimate, hilarious, and human history of the NFL's Atlanta Falcons. Pieced together through thorough research, news clips, game footage, and a lot of still screenshots and charts, as is the John Boy way, we get a feel for either why the Falcons' 2017 Super Bowl run turned out would have felt like something inevitable. Peppered with more stats than you can shake a stick at, out-of-this-world stories, and Boy and Rubenstein's own obvious amusement, especially during the franchise's fallow years, the resulting series is a staggeringly fun and funny sports doc about an oft-forgotten franchise, and it's available on YouTube at SB Nation. Next up, Exterminate All the Brutes. Part stream of consciousness and all damning, Haitian filmmaker Raoul Peck examines the inherent contradictions of Western civilization through the people it denigrated, enslaved, and murdered en masse. By jumping through space and time, it presents a ruinously effective portrait of how colonization, race, imperialism, white supremacy, and genocide forever shaped our world and threatened to reshape it for the worse again. Along the way, we're also reminded of the faulty logic and false promises our nations and ancestors made to justify their cruelty, so hopefully we don't do the same thing by a different name now. It's available on HBO Max. Next up is Hemingway. With a self-aggrandizing figure like Hemingway, Ken Burns' straightforward and even-handed approach is a perfect fit. In three parts, Burns tracks the famed author's life and career while keeping Hemingway's imagined version of himself at bay. While a straightforward and linear telling of his life, the series feels like a conversation or a series of debates. As Hemingway pens some of his most beloved stories, there's a critic waiting to tell us that it is trite or derivative by Hemingway's own standards. His cruelty and his softness are put side by side. It's a complete portrait of a flawed artist whose image was perhaps his greatest creation. That's available on PBS or the library streaming service Canopy. Next up, Alan V. Farrow. The Farrows tell their side of the story in this excruciating but compelling series. Starting from Mia Farrow's courtship with Alan and tracked into the present day, the series examines every awful allegation and legal matter in excruciating and convincing detail. And while that would be enough by itself, the series also makes a concentrated effort to address and counter every argument made by Alan's defenders, either via people who heard or saw Alan in court, or with taped phone conversations that contradict his earlier statements. Not only that, but we also see very clearly how the accusations against Alan are matched by his finished and unfinished art. 
I will never watch a Woody Allen film again after this. It's available on HBO Max. And finally, Murder Among the Mormons. On October 15th, the quiet town of Salt Lake City was rocked when three bombs killed two people and nearly killed another, famed Mormon document hunter Mark Hoffman. But what at first glance appeared to be a business deal gone sour quickly unraveled into one of the biggest forgery cases of all time, with a laundry list of frightening reveals. Jared Hess and Tyler Meesum smartly let the participants tell the story as it unraveled to the public, and let this incredible story of deception, crime, money, religion, and eventually murder do the heavy, heavy lifting. It's a crime you won't soon forget. And that's available on Netflix. Okay, so those are my eight favorite miniseries of 2021. Let me know if you have any that I missed or haven't seen yet. I'm always open to watching new stuff. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and I'll catch you next time. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.